Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and you may notice Sam Basher is not with me. He is <gasps> off in Australia, but we got our own Australian to replace him. It was like a little switcheroo. That's how that works, apparently. <laughs> Mott, for anybody that doesn't know... Introduce yourself, tell people where they can find you and what you're up to. What's up? My name is Maud Garrett. I too was a part of the SourceFed family, Mm -hmm. um, but I run a company called Geek Bomb, where it's just a geeky media site and channel where I interview a lot of celebrities and I geek out with Powered. Do you have a? Did you have a favorite? It's the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think this is officially the last thing we're recording for the year. Do you have a uh, interview? This year, that's like your favorite of the year. I'm actually doing a um, a video on Geek Bomb, which is my favorite interviews of all time, and kind of like doing a little bit of exposition about leading into it or what it was like afterwards. Um, but for this year, there was something pretty magical about seeing um, Kevin Hart and The Rock together. Yeah, they're just like they were just ripping shit on each other the whole interview. Yeah, and yeah. I had a double slot, which means um, usually you only get about four minutes. Mm-hmm. I got nine. Nice. And with that, like some of the best stuff happens in the second half of that interview, which yeah. is a luxury to have. So, um, like, you prefer more time as opposed to less. That's something 100%. I've been hearing more often. Oh is that, my goodness! Yes. Do you have like um, a strategy when you go in for an interview? Don't fuck up. That's a good one. That's yeah. a solid one. So you don't. There's not like a just. Just go, be yourself, don't fuck up. Don't, yeah, don't. <laughs> um, it's weird because I work for an Australian outlet yes. and that is a priority, of course. Um, and that's usually talking about Australian-esque topics. Um, okay. You know. what, is, what are Australian-esque topics? Well, usually it's talking to Venom Americans exactly, okay. <laughs> about animals that are trying to kill you Okay, uh, and playing into those sort of stereotypes. Um, but if I can sneak in some geek talk, yeah. I will. Okay. Uh, and I got to do that with the cast of Jumanji, which I was talking about what games they play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out Karen Gillan grew up on so- um, Sega. Nice. Yeah, I like, also grew up on Sega. So she was like, yeah. I played Tekken. I played, you know, yeah. that's not her accent. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was really cool hearing that. Jack Black obviously streams video games and he loves yes. all of the arcade games. And then, um, you know, speaking to Dwayne The Rock Johnson about Madden and just being like, well, why don't you just play the game? If you, mm-hmm. And he's like, well, Kevin Hart was like, oh, that's that's too soon. He had a neck injury. Well, not a neck injury, but whatever like it was. Full, Kevin Hart, yeah. No, no, no. Or, oh, oh Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. used to play. Yes. Football professionally, yes. and then he got injured and couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, my and foot's in my mouth. Went into the physically less taxing job of wrestling. Of wrestling, I know. How does this guy even walk? So, I, when did you interview them? Was that fairly recently? That was, I think, last month. Yeah. Okay. The end so, of last month. is Kevin Hart, I don't, didn't he? He's fine. Okay. He's absolutely fine. He is in such good spirits. Because his whole he back was, flew out of his body or something. Like, he, it was just, he was joking around. Cool. Good for him. Dwayne gave him shit for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad they can <laughs> We're be talking that. about strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> and uh, Kevin Hart said that uh, the Rock's weakness was hair. Mm. And to that, Dwayne responded that Kevin's weakness was driving. Yep. There you go. So. Good. I'm glad they can be uh, of good spirits about <laughs> yeah. it. All right. So today we are going to be talking about Star Wars: Rise of Sky, the Rise of Skywalker. Excuse yeah. me. Which is the end of or the trilogy of trilogies. Yeah. But before we get into that. Uh, on our show, we like to do what you're into, but on your programming, you like to do Powered, which yes. is... Playing, watching, reading, doing. So let's do that. Let's do that. And I'll uh, I'll kick it to you first. Sure. What are you playing right now? Uh, I've been playing a lot lately, um, but currently I'm playing um, Fallen Order. Okay. How yeah. is, I've heard good things. It's actually quite clunky to play. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I've I'm heard specifically the sliding, there's sliding bits, I guess. You have to kind of run up walls. The combat with the lightsaber is a little bit clunky. Yeah. Like I'm kind of, I'm not great at it mm-hmm. and that's infuriating for me. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's my playing. I'm also playing to keep Star Wars themed, um, a tabletop RPG game cool. called, uh, it's one of the flight... Fantasy Flight Games, uh, it's Edge of the Empire. But okay. It's basically like Dungeons and Dragons, but Star Wars. That's very cool. And I'm playing that with uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who's Kanan in mm-hmm. uh, Rebels, yeah. and also Ezra Bridger from Rebels, the voice actor uh, Taylor Gray. Are you doing this for programming or just for fun? And these are the people on that Freddie's have... network. Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. So every second Wednesday, like every Wednesday, we're talking about the, um, we're doing something with the game, but every yeah. second week, we're playing like that's really four cool. hours. 
It's so cool. I'm a technician in it, so I don't have any force powers, but like she's super naive and friendly and like loves everyone and everything, but she's also like working for, on a heist team. Nice. And so it is, you guys are on a, a kind of like a crew, like a ship crew together. Yeah. That's something Mandalorian could use. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. can I tell you a pet peeve I have about Fallen Order? Sure can. I'm tired of, narratively, I'm tired of this pre-Revenge of the Sith Post Revenge of the Sith, pre New Hope. There's 19 years you get a feeling there. But we've done a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot in that. What would you like to explore? I kind of like the idea of um, what is it, the Old Republic, where it's like way in the past or way in the future or another side of the galaxy that we haven't. Because I think for me, part of the appeal growing up with Star Wars is this idea that anything is possible. It's a and, galaxy far, far away. And the more we, the more stuff comes out, the less it feels like anything's possible. It feels like there's about four or five things that are possible, and we're going to keep Small doing those. Small chain of events, yeah. Yeah, they're going to keep doing those things. Mind you, though, let's sort of flip, switch that. I mean, I feel like the world, Wizarding World of Harry Potter was a lot like that. Mm. But they, they did great world building, but it was so centric around the characters. Yeah. So they went, all right, let's go into the past, Fantastic Beasts, and let's do a trilogy or five movies here. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the interesting thing, and we'll probably get into this more as we talk about Star Wars, because it's like the concept of going back and doing new things is cool. The problem is the movies are bad, just kind of like the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy did new and different things. Yeah. It's just unfortunately the movies And they the tried technology in good. a different way. Yeah. Um, which was, yeah. George Lucas just can't direct dialogue. Yeah. Uh, or emotion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough part. So for me, I'm playing right now uh, uh, Pokemon Sword. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, not I've, shield? You're attack, not defense, huh? I, yeah, I'm a sword guy, although I just got to the point where you see the two legendaries, and now I have to admit that the shield one looks way cooler. I didn't realize oh, that at the time. Oh, no. Yeah, but but the, the exclusives in Sword I like better. Um, so I've been doing that and, and some of the stuff I was on the fence about, like the wild area and interacting with other people and that have actually been a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so I've been enjoying, I'm a fan of that franchise. I've been enjoying that. So playing, watching, what are you watching? Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah. What do you think about Mandalorian? Um, I don't have as many gripes as people do about it. I'm just, I guess my fault, which we'll, we'll go into is that I'm just happy that it exists mm. and that's not like... It sounds a little naive, but that's almost enough for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like that. In that there's a live-action Star Wars show. The Boba Fett was hardly in the movie. That is very you know? true. And we didn't really get to explore the Mandalorian side of things until um, uh, the Clones animated series. Mm-hmm. And there was a beautiful arc in there about what Mandalore was all about. Yeah. Um, and it heavily involved Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Duchess Satine of um, Cries of mm. Mandalore. Yeah. Who looks like me? And if you ever need someone to play her, I'll go. I'll there do, she is. I'll there do she it. is. Um, and I love that we just get more about this. Um, so yeah, I'm just like I'm happy that that exists. Yeah, for me, I'm watching. Oh, I just watched uh, appropriate to sort of what we're talking about because of Adam Driver, uh, Marriage Story. Which oh, is I on don't Netflix. need to cry that hard. Yeah, well, you know what? I was surprised. It's genuinely very funny. It's emotionally trying because it's it follow it's called marriage story but it's following a divorce. Yeah. But there are moments of genuine humor. Laura Dern is really great in it. Um, the it, it is funny how you're dealing with this divorce. But if there are antagonists, it is the lawyers that they hire to make the divorce happen. So it's Laura Dern and Ray Liotta. Alan also plays a lawyer, but he's like the one that's kind of chill. Like okay. he's he's pretty cool. Um, I watched it with my wife. Good, uh, good. And, but it, but it was, it was, it was actually a, a fairly. It was emotional. We had to watch like Rick and Morty right after, Got like, it. To, like well, it became very uncomfortable when you took out a notepad and started taking. Yeah, notes. I was like, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Um, so, uh, but, but I enjoyed that, and I thought both um, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson were really good in it. Um, so playing, watching, reading. Yes. What are you reading? I actually just finished Lost Stars, which is a Star Wars book. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're on brand today. Yes. We're on brand. Yeah. What's this? What's this one about? Um, this is my favorite Star Wars book. Is it in canon? It is. Okay. And it's oh, it's just such a great book, and I can't rave about it enough. I've read a lot of the Star Wars books, especially when the new canon like started forming, yeah. where everything was like, nah, that's no good. It's from here, and I was like, well, if it's canon, I have to know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, you and Sam share that, by the way. Yeah. Good. Watch all it's, the humans. And now it's not canon anymore. That was pointless. Oh, no. 
Poor bunny. Um, so this one is kind of like a, an epic love tale that's set um, in the time between the original <sighs> trilogies. <laughs> but it's so fascinating because it follows two kids from like a mining, um, like a off-world sort of mining poor country cool. planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they go into the Imperial Force because they want to be pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are conditioned to believe that the Empire is, you know, good. Yeah. And it's so fascinating to know because, like, the whole time you're watching the original trilogy, you're cheering when the Death Star blows up. Yeah. But it's, like, interesting to see why people would work for the Empire if they're not stupid. Yeah. And it's that conditioning that happens through the, the Academy. Mm-hmm. And then in that place, one of them, like, they're both brilliant pilots. They're yeah. so good. She has blind faith and loyalty to the Empire. Yeah. He's starting to notice the cracks in the foundation. He's yeah. doing a little bit more exploring and he's noticing that there are slaves in this encampment yeah. and it's because of the Empire. And he's mm-hmm. like, this is wrong. Yeah. And he's challenging it, but she's not. But then they also start to fall in love. Mm. And it's like this thing where they absolutely love and respect the hell out of each other, but they will never meet eye to eye with their, their ideologies. Yeah. Um, and he actually defects to the rebels. Wow. And there's a point in this book where they're, in the same sort of like dogfight. Interesting. And she recognizes his flying techniques and it's this conundrum where she's just like, the greater good's taking place here, but which who is she loyal to? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's by Claudia Gray. If you haven't read it, it's amazing. If you listen to it on Audible, they use sound effects oh, from cool. the movie and like uh, supporting, um, you know, composing. That's really cool. It's so good. Yeah, I like... I like that a lot. It, it seems like the um, the new what did they call the expanded universe? Now is it still just the expanded universe? It's I know legends. The, legends is that. What is the stuff that's canon? Is that expanded universe? Mm, well, or, no, it's just it just is. It just it's is just canon. I like that. It seems like a lot of uh, that's still kind of the place where you find more of the nuance and more of the the stuff. Uh, the stuff that doesn't make it into the movies. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Some of the text, it's like you've got this little window to use and it's like, well, what was the point that didn't actually have substance? In mm-hmm. this particular book, there's um, cameos from Mon Mothma, okay. from Leia, from, you know, it's so interesting. And then someone working for the Empire was from Alderaan. Okay. And he saw it get blown up. Yeah. And his whole arc about having to come to terms with the fact that that was a good thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. Really? So what was the name of that again? Lost Stars. Lost Stars. So go check that out. Oh. What am I reading comics? You know. Yeah. Um, Lost Stars has a comic. Th- see, there you go. Mm. Uh, and I think there's a new Kylo Ren comic coming out. I don't really read any of Star Wars comics. I, I just go through my Twitter feed to know what Kylo Ren sounds like. <laughs> um, so wait, what am I, am I reading? You know what I'll say is, is one of my favorite. Sam and I are going to do our episode on Best of the Year, all that stuff. I will say I think my favorite comic of the year, at least as far as superhero comics go, is Dial H for Hero. Oh, I don't know it. Yeah, Dial H for Hero is a old, goofy Silver Age concept where a person gets, got an old rotary dial, and if you dial Hero, you become a random hero. What? Yeah, That's and so sick. the new creative team, um, uh, Sam Humphreys and Joe Quinones, I think is how you pronounce the last name. the The idea was if you only become this hero once, let's make it let's make it heroes that. You, wouldn't ever have their own comic, could never appear again. Just the weirdest, wildest, like there's a monster truck based hero. Just every, and they're all usually homages to different eras. And uh, art style shifts to meet that era. So like 90s um, edgy comics where the character has a bunch of pouches. Oh, okay. um, Homages to the original Black and White Ninja Turtles, all of that stuff. And so it becomes kind of this love letter to um, classic comics through every type of. The weirder, the better. Every type of comic that's ever existed, a love letter to that, but also an exploration of what exactly makes somebody Super. heroic yeah. and, and what does that mean. And it, it it started off really fun and has become very lovely and thoughtful and, and the art is just A-plus gorgeous. Yeah, and, cool. and blows my mind to have this one because normally artists have like – their thing so to see somebody experiment in so many other styles sometimes simultaneously because like, they're different heroes yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's cool. to the point where somebody will use the dial to become a villain and he'll use the dial to become a hero but they represent two different styles so they're yeah. fighting yeah. so there's two different styles represented i mean on that page. was so beautiful about um into the spider verse yeah 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 100 oh, that's a really beautiful. good example of mm. of what they're doing over there so uh reading doing what are you doing um trying to have holidays there you go. Yeah, trying to switch off. Do you have like what I'm a, really doing is planning for my 2020, and Geek Bomb's got some cool stuff happening. I, there's a lot of preparing for 2020 is kind of stressful, kind of like yeah. you know because you want to chill, but it's like oh, I gotta. I can't rest. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any like I'm holiday? So 
things that you like to do? Like any, yes. like this is something that needs to happen? Every single year I celebrate Christmas Day with um, my best friend, Alicia Malone. Okay. And we have brunch and she has to endure um, a Skype with my family. Nice. Yep. While we open presents together. Yeah. And then um, we'll watch Love Actually. There you go. Yeah. Classic. we're adding in Home Alone. They're also a classic. Oh, Disney yeah. Plus, right? Is that all on there now? I think so. Of course it is. <laughs> but yeah, Love Actually, we saw it live already this year. There was like a full-on like sort of Broadway-esque take on it. Very cool. So good. We're I sing- cried 10 times. We're seeing Hamilton in 2020. I'm excited for that. Oh. Um, so and doing uh, this uh, holidays as well. Just yeah. kind of like trying to wind down. I got some big stuff uh, that I'm trying to accomplish in 2020. That's so cool. Which means that it's a lot of like getting stuff ready now mm-hmm. and making sure I'm, uh, everything's ready to go once the new year hits. Um, but I love this time of year. I love it. And this is the first time we got home. I, I'm able to put up decorations. I saw and, you have yeah. a tree. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I, I, Christmas and Halloween are my jam. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, they're not, they're not for you. No, I'm not entirely festive. I did buy a new Christmas sweater though. And that's quite a big deal. Well, so in Australia, it's summertime. Yes. I yeah. miss that. <laughs> Christmas is barbecues, Pool parties. That's so funny. Mango margaritas at 9 a.m. if you're my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I miss I miss that. Now it's like I'm associating Christmas with winter. I yes. Like, oh, I've turned to the dark side. Because <laughs> how long have you been here now? Seven years. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're getting used to the new thing. Well, do you guys have like a... So when I think summer holidays, I think Fourth of July, which obviously would not be your so equivalent. So, yeah. so yeah. So what do you guys... What is your winter holiday? If Christmas is summer holiday where you're barbecues and pools. I don't think Australia pools, does winter very well. That's probably fair. Yeah, we don't really have snow. So yeah. It's just inconvenient. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. It's similar to here. But we, uh, maybe Where it's like, it's just cold. New York and like um, Europe do a really good job of it where it's like, they know it's going to get so cold. So they yeah. accommodate really well for it. I don't think LA or Australia, because it doesn't get super cold. We don't accommodate so well. Mm-mm. So it's not like central heating everywhere. Yeah. It's not, you know, like you have your coat, but you can still wear a t-shirt underneath mm-hmm. because if you go inside, you're fine. You just constantly get inconvenienced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we're not, we're not built for it. We're not built for it. All right. So let's dive into okay. the, our, or the main event. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Um, spoiler like free. To- we're going to start with spoiler-free. Um, so the synopsis is, the surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. And we just pulled, as of this recording, we pulled the Rotten Tomato score, uh, which the critics' consensus reads, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination, but concludes this beloved saga with a fan-focused devotion. And it has 58%. That's devastating. Now, I will say, I always feel like I point this out with Rotten Tomatoes, it is an aggregate of reviews that are deemed negative and positive it is not uh like a weighted like if you gave it a c plus that's listed rotten. as negative yeah, yeah rotten and yeah. so it's not like it's not necessarily an accurate accurate representation of the type of scores it's getting yes it's just whether it passed or failed yes it's rotten or it's fresh which yeah. i don't know if i think is the best way to you just have, movies, you have to be whatever nobody asked me you have to be higher than a six out of ten it's a six out of ten or higher Yes. Yep. And this is under a six out of ten. So you think fifty eight percent is not? No. I agree. I'm, I think that, like, that feels I'm, a little rough. I'm around seventy five percent. If that's okay, maybe a little higher. It depends after we have a conversation because <laughs> I'm still kind of figuring this out. I only saw it two nights ago. Yeah, and I, I literally just saw it yesterday, and so it's harder to to gauge. So going into it overall, mm-hmm. just overall thoughts about this specific movie and how it caps off this trilogy. Oh, I actually, the problem that I'm going to have is that I don't feel like they're three movies yeah. that happen to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I can't see them as a trilogy. You know what? I am inclined to agree with that. I think I would argue, and, and if, based on an earlier conversation, I think that we might be on the same page with, I would argue, the biggest flaw of this trilogy, beyond maybe be too much fan service, all that stuff, beyond all of that, is that when we went in, this idea of like, oh, different directors for each film seemed like, yeah, because there were different directors for the original trilogy. George Lucas did one, and then the next two were directed by different people. But that trilogy had the cohesive voice of George Lucas was writing yes. it all. Yes. He was the overseer. Yes. He and kept so, it a congruent story. Exactly. Cohesive story. 
so with this, uh, you and I are both around theater people and actors and all that stuff. We do part of that stuff. So uh, we're both familiar with the idea of yes and from yeah. improv where yeah. you say it's a training. For those that don't know, it's a training exercise in improv where it's basically you learn not to kill a scene. So if somebody says, I'm purple and you're like, yes, no, you're and <laughs> you have wings. Yeah. Say, yeah. no, you're not. Yeah. The scene's dead. Yeah. And you're orange. What? Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams have not experienced oh. this because part of the frustration with Last Jedi at least for me, was there was a lot of like... Mystery no. books. Shut the books. <laughs> exactly. Like, raise this. Well, no, actually, she's nobody. Well, Luke's this. No, yeah. actually, because this. And there's a lot of like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it, and it kind of made like... it. it and then now this, I think J.J. No, I'm right. Exactly. And I said this. That is the biggest fault of the trilogy. Yeah. And it is obvious and we can't uh, ignore it. And it has hurt the franchise. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing nice. Yeah. They were not playing well with each other. Um. I like The Last Jedi. I think that what Ryan Johnson wanted to do was challenge an audience, challenge a fan, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas JJ wanted to nurture and worship the fan and just really pay homage to the nostalgia and play it so safe because he didn't want to mess with something precious, whereas Ryan was just like, I want to push boundaries. I like, well... I didn't actually like The Force Awakens. Mm. I thought it was too safe. I was yeah. like, this is literally a carbon copy of what we've seen. Yeah. So when we had The Last Jedi, I was like, wow, like I am seeing Star Wars in a new light. You are pushing boundaries. This is so cool that you are like not so safe and treading water here. Yeah. That was cool. Did it make sense? No. Was the plot flawed? Completely. Yeah. Did I have a good time? You betcha. Yeah. And I actually watched it again on the flight because um, I flew in the afternoon of the premiere and then went to the premiere basically. And I saw Last Jedi on the flight again because I just didn't need to see The Force Awakens again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I am enjoying this. Yeah. This movie, The Rise of Skywalker, has taken one component of The Last Jedi that JJ felt worked. Mm -hmm. And that was the connection and how... Ray and Kylo spoke and interacted with each yeah, other. I really liked those the way it was utilized in this movie, and I thought I it was a good. I think he did a better job than Ryan with it because Ryan would keep the location of one and insert mm-hmm. another, yeah. whereas JJ would circulate it and yeah. would interchange those locations, and, and then did the item swap. Yeah, there's the, yeah, so there's a little bit of of adjusting of the rules of it, but I, I and I think that's what benefits this movie in a way over the last Jedi because JJ Abrams is in a position one, he started it. So he kind of gets to complete the arc that he saw this going in, but he also gets to cherry pick the elements he liked from the last Jedi, which and again, shut down what he didn't, which is, I, you know, there are no spoilers here, but I will, will say I was a little disappointed that Rose Tycho was so sidelined. Um, if you're expecting her to have like a big thing, she doesn't. Um, and and that's kind of a spoiler. Yeah, uh, kind, of, so kind of, she's she's not she's not a big part of them. I mean, you could see her on the poster. She's like in a tiny corner. We'll show. say in the spoiler review who did who didn't have prominent features. That I mean, I'm disappointed with another character. So I'll let you know that in the spoiler. Review. Yeah. So if you want the full spoiler review, check out the podcast when that comes out on Monday. Um, so. But I think because he started the story in The Force Awakens, he gets the benefit from here. And like you said, cherry picked the elements he liked from The Last Jedi. But you know what else he was doing? Listening to the discourse of The Last Jedi. Hmm. And he was just like, the fans are angry because their precious Star Wars has been challenged. Yeah. And so I feel like he listened to the trolls. Yeah. And like a lot of the time, the smallest, you know, the minority have the loudest voices when it, when it comes to online, mm-hmm. you know abuse yeah and he catered to them yeah and that was a little bit hard yeah there's some and again because of no spoilers we won't get into there's some specific moments that felt specifically tailored to cater to them which were a bit crone worthy i will say just getting kind of the negatives out of the way i felt some of the some of the jokes worked some of them did not the as ones much that did though really did <laughs> well and i think you know this is my this is why i think i enjoy this movie because i think the other thing we might have learned after not just these three movies but solo and and rogue one was this idea of like hey especially with this new star wars is star wars going to provide us deep rich characterization probably not is it going to provide us intricate plotting Probably not. So what we're going to do is we're just going to have the most energetic, fun adventure we possibly can. I've heard critiques saying it felt like nine movies or whatever. I would argue it felt like um, because Disney Plus is out, I've been rewatching older cartoons uh, that are on there. Uh, and I think the ones that really work do a good job of characterization while action's happening. Like yeah. things are always moving and we drop little bits of characterization and plot as we go. And so this felt more like five or six 
episodes of a star wars series stitched together and we just keep going like you don't have time to be like wait does this plot point work because we're already off to another one don't worry about it we're off to another thing i and i maybe that's why i had a really great time because the ride was going you know i was already strapped in but i i'm trying to and maybe we'll dissect it more in the spoiler understand the whole there are three whole movies in this because i don't get that and i I can't agree with it because i didn't felt i didn't feel that there does feel a little bit of work to uh, – you feel the sense that J.J.'s trying to slip in some stuff that he wished was in The Last Jedi, like, and where this is happening now. But I, I, I appreciated the energetic momentum that, yeah. this, that this movie kept and because it, it kept me engaged. It, yeah. Yep. That's it. I was about ready to go into a spoiler, but I, but I stopped myself. Um, so what were the things for you that, that um, maybe didn't work so much? Um, that's spoiler. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the whiplash of what direction they're going in, in the overall arc. Yeah. Um, some things that they were like, well, no, this is where the story's going and this is how we'll make you see that this is what it is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, so it's just kind of like JJ's doubling down, I guess is probably the worst part for me. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the screw you Last Jedi moments yeah. that were a little bit apparent in there. That's just like, they're not playing nice. Um, I feel like you know, JJ's in such a tough position where he cannot win. Mm-hmm. He's either going to appeal to one part of the audience or another part of the audience. And these yeah. audiences will never see eye to eye. Yeah. They either love Star Wars and everything that it does or they hate what The Last Jedi was and they're absolutely done with the series. What I can't explain though is the people that hate The Last Jedi automatically don't want anything to do with this movie. Yeah. But the people that loved The Force Awakens don't like what's happened in this movie. And I was just like, wow, man. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy. I think, I think Star Wars is a, a textbook example of kind of a victim of its own success. Well, there's not really anything at this point that you can... Who Everybody... It's, it's kind of like the last season of Game of Thrones. Everybody has their own very specific view on what a thing should, should be at be. this point. Yeah. That doesn't really matter what you do. There's going to be a contingent that's not, exactly. not on board. Exactly. I mean, to be fair, because everyone's like, oh, you love everything. I bet you liked the last episode of Game of Thrones. I really didn't. I, and I didn't like, I I didn't did. like Solo. I did. You did? I, I liked, oh, I really didn't. I, yeah, yeah. I howled. Yeah. I cried for an hour, sobbed yeah. because I championed that show so much. Well, and I also say... You so know, I get it. I understand those feelings. People are ripping on you because you like everything. I feel like people don't like me. Like I feel like I never like anything. And now when I like things, nobody else is on board. It's like I came out of that. I was like, oh, I enjoyed that Star Wars movie. And now nobody's on board with it. But whatever. Uh, I neither I'm going to die alone there. on this hill, <laughs> I feel. But after the movie, like I cried and I had this... I mean... I, it doesn't matter whether you love it or hate it. You are wearing so much emotion and it's so weighted because it does make you feel like this is an end of an era. Yeah. And you feel that. And so for me, it's just like love it or loathe it. Like this is a very impacting movie. Yes. So what would you what would you rate Rise of Skywalker on its own? Oh, I think it's the best one. Of the three? Yeah. And it's not to say that I didn't like The Last Jedi. I actually, my order is The Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, and um, then Force Awakens. Yeah. So in the reverse order. Um, uh, I thought that this was, I think that the handling of not the end of this trilogy, but the end of nine movies was mm-hmm. done very, very well. And it felt like an end to, to nine movies it too. It did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, yeah. yeah. Well, actually not the prequels. Yeah. It was it was homaging the original trilogy. The prequels do not exist in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, unless there was some sort of like little nugget that they dropped that I was completely oblivious to. I do have a question. There's a spoiler question I have for you. So we'll talk about that in the spoiler okay. talk. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The answer is yes, though. Okay, the answer yeah. is yes. So I think we we tend to like to do um, kind of odd, weird numbers for our reviews. Yes. So let's rate it out of the 58% it has on Rotten Demand. Okay. <laughs> out of 58, what would you give Rise of Skywalker? Whatever 75% of 58 is. Oh, that's a good question. So <laughs> you're talking about maybe a C, C plus, C, C plus? 75% is... I thought 6 out of 10 was a C plus. I think you, maybe you're thinking Australian grading methods. How did I? How did I fail any subject then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so you're thinking more of a B. B minus. B minus. That's B. fair. B. B. I think I'm a B as well. So B. out of so out of 58, that would be 40. You let us know in the comments down below. You do that math. Uh, and uh, so. Uh, we're going to go into spoilers. If you want to be a part of that discussion, you should check out our podcast episode that's going to drop on Monday. Everywhere podcasts are sold. Um, but let's let's 
scoot right on into that. Let's okay. dive into spoilers. Can I tell you two of my favorite things right off the bat? You sure can. There's two. I, I know everybody loves Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is super cute. Baby Yoda is one of the best parts of the Mandalorian. Baby, Baby Yoda is my son. But there's two puppets in this that immediately were like, you're sticking with me. Babu Frick. The, the repair droid. Oh, Hilarious. my God. The tiniest little old man so I've ever seen. Funny. He That comic timing, everything about that was perfect. He also gets one of my favorite moments that I don't know how intentional was because at the big, again, full on spoilers. If you're tuning in, if you haven't seen the movie, well, too late, you're spoiled. Uh, at the and when they have to try to have their end game moment where everybody shows up and uh, uh, Carrie Russell's in there. And then Babu Frick somehow like just appears out of the frame. Like he just rises up and he starts – blew my mind. It was so funny. Mine is when they're wiping C-3PO's memory and then it's like, uh, you know, oh, hello. Who are you? Babu Frick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my oldest friend. My oldest friend, Babu Frick. <laughs> so funny. I, I love so him. so great because he kind of spoke English but he kind of didn't and he was like figuring it out on the way. Yeah. He's just so – bless this uh, this beautiful mess. I love him. I so, love him. so funny. The other one was another puppet when we first meet Lando he shows back up and there's the thing that's driving it and he's like I need you to drive this way okay and he turns back it's like I love you man I love so, that as well it's basically like Cookie Monster driving yeah. a truck it was so funny uh, so for me, immediately those two stand out. But, but again, this is JJ using his homage to practical, like the practicality is homage to the original trilogy, yes. you know? So it's like not the prequels where everything's CGI. I think he wanted to do as much practical as possible with yeah. that, you know, to make it feel like Star Wars. So I, I, I dig that. And also going back to that idea of we never sit on a moment too long or sit in an area too long. There was always something interesting and cool happening. So when we went to that world, I don't know the name of the world, um, there's this giant abominable snowman thing like in the background like there's there's just hold on is this desert uh coachella no this is not desert coachella this is ice city where they meet carrie russell's character oh okay okay, yeah there's just a bunch of every every time uh even in in uh desert coachella it's like kamija or something yeah not Tatooine, um not jakku not the desert planet the mandalorian's on i'm still waiting for one of these properties to make a joke about how like 90 percent of the habitable planets are desert planets Mm. because it just feels like that's the way is. There were two sons. I mean, to be fair, Tatooine's got two of them. So that's the two. It's not Tatooine's not the desert planet. It's the two sun planet. What? Well, because the planet they go to is not Jakku. They go to a different desert planet this time with uh, with space Coachella. But, I mean, stars are suns. Yeah. So if it's Star Wars, there are lots of suns. Therefore, many deserts. See, logic. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I kind of felt um, right off the bat. A little bit, maybe, maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know, and it's not actually for the original trilogy. But when they showed Palpatine hooked up to the giant robot thing, it felt like, oh, this is expanded universe shit. Uh, I remember yeah. this from the, the uh, yeah. I get, okay. I get where we're going with this. You know what I mean? Like, well, Palpatine. I mean, the, the most um, prolific and important part of the um, prequels is. Palpatine slash Sidious talking to Anakin about the dark side and if you fully give yourself over and you untap the powers of the dark side you can live forever yeah um and so I think that that's what they are exploring big time here Mm -hmm. this man was electrocuted by his own electrocution um and then dropped through whatever that thing was on the Death Star and he's just ended up here for some reason yeah uh I love the fact that he should be dead yeah everything about him should be dead but he's still a puppet master here somebody should check up on Mace Windu by the way maybe maybe he ended up being fine (laughs) if you if you zap and fall you're good yeah your parent apparently you you might just be fine so somebody should have checked up on him hopefully hopefully uh, somebody check the streets or something. We do or do not. There is no try. What were some of your, now that we're in spoilers, Yo. what were some of your favorite moments? Um, I love scenes with Ray and Finn together. They have amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. They clearly like each other as people. That was a hard part about The Last Jedi where they got split up the entire movie. Yeah. And I interviewed them about that. And I'm like, what was the biggest difference? And they're like, we just didn't have scenes together. And that sucked. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that they are together. I think they handled Leia very, very well. I yeah. think that using the technology, I thought whatever that they did with that was mm-hmm. respectful and beautiful. Um, I don't particularly understand the death, so maybe we'll go into that with what we didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I loved seeing her yeah. in it. Like, oh, that's just fantastic. She is 
the heart of the rebels yeah. and the driving force. And so the fact that they had her throughout it, so good, so, so, so good. Um, I love Knights of Ren. I think they were underused the entire trilogy. They should have been there from the get-go. Yeah. I don't think that Kylo Ren was ever a good enough antagonist on his own. And if he was flanked by the Knights of Ren, you would have got very cool Boba Fett and the Bounty Hunters yeah. um, that you kind of got a glimpse in with Return of the Jedi. But that as a force would have been more impactful. Yeah. So I liked the fact that we got them. Yeah. And I think with that, it's, it's also the idea that I think we knew from the jump that Kylo Ren, Ben was supposed to be conflicted. So he's not, we know he's not really the, the main, main antagonist yeah. because it's, we kind of know where this is headed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he's the only kid from the entire original trilogy. So it's Who's like, Skywalker? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, um, so I think you're right. I think having the Knights of Rent earlier would have been an improvement. And I like that they were together too. I also going back to the idea of the momentum, you know, big portions of the last Jedi were, static like we're either stuck on this rock or we're stuck in the slowest space chase ever um the only the only like movement was canto bite and that was pointless was was what it was you know what i mean yeah um so i i liked i liked that they were together what do you think finn was trying to tell okay so that is the number one question that i asked every single person once we'd seen the movie yeah i thought it was that he loved her I 100%. thought it was that he was force sensitive. Force sensitive. Yeah. yeah. So every woman <laughs> that I spoke to was like, he loves her. Yeah. And the guys were like, no, nah, he's force sensitive. Yeah. Um, we did see glimpses of him being force sensitive. Mm-hmm. He could sense her. He yeah. could sense things. Um, but like, I don't know. The trope usually is if you're about to die, yes. you confess feelings. Yes. Um, the fact that they didn't ever kind of complete that. I'm a little bit disappointed in Finn's arc. Like he had a strong start and then it, he didn't have a solid finish yeah. with that. It is interesting where this movie ends up. This feels like where it should have ended in some form. Obviously, all that we did, we couldn't have done. But like at the end of the first movie, because now it feels like we're ready to get to the good stuff. <laughs> like we just we just put the old trilogy to bed and now we can do the good stuff. And it's like, nope, we're done. We're never doing this again. And That's it's like, because he did two of the movies and the whole movie that was still good. Yeah. But it wasn't JJ's trilogy. And so he only got to tell two parts out of three of the story. Yeah. You know? And so I I think, I like, at first I, I had the question myself, like, why didn't they resolve that? And it's like, because of the different responses, I'm glad that that's left open. Unanswered. It was a little interesting that it felt like everybody got their own love interest at the end because there was, you know. Claude didn't. Claude? Claude is that slug looking thing that was like. You know what he did? He didn't. I did like the slug looking thing. It's like, I want more aliens on the Millennium Falcon. What is he going to do? Is he going to pass you a wrench? (laughs) He's got no hands. (laughs) But it's like uh, uh, Poe gets Carrie Russell's character's name. Unfortunately, I can't remember right now. Oh my God. Uh, It's that thing where it's just like, he's not gay. Okay. That felt very. And it it really came into relief when the celebration at the end and you've got the two women kissing in the background. It's like, wait, did you think that was enough? Did you think that was like. That's what you get. Yeah, like it's. Okay, hey, listen, there's homosexuality in uh, Star Wars. Just none of our main characters. Nobody... Can be gay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it really did feel like, because then, um, uh, I'm sorry, I can't, like, let me let me bring it up. Let me, um, the girl that we met on, was that Endor? Where the Death Star? No, 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 it's a different yeah, planet. Okay. It, well, it's, that was the un, um, uh, you know, unmarked region. Uh, yeah, she basically gets paired off with Finn. Yes. But they had a... I really, really liked... There you go. What do we like? I really like the fact that there are so many defecting troopers. Yes. You know, that they're going, I was blindly supporting... This is, again, what I was exploring in a book that I've just read. But I was blindly supporting this empire. And then I realized far too late that they yeah. are not good. And they had to, this whole team, when they were supposed to, you know, kill everyone on the planet, they all laid down their weapons. Yes. And I love the fact that there is revolting happening throughout the galaxy and that the empire isn't so... So like impenetrable in yes. that regard. I love uh, that. It's uh, Naomi Aki and she played Jana, I believe is how you pronounce the name. And I thought she was great for somebody that was like literally like just introduced. Uh, I thought she was uh, really good. And Carrie Russell's character Sorry. is Zori Bliss, who I liked. but I, And I love Carrie Russell. No point. But it could have been a guy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> could have done the same thing had it been a guy. I never just saw saying. her face, just her eyes as well. Could have been a guy. Um, I liked the... One I, of them could have been gay is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That three-way hug at the end as well. You're like, let Ray and Finn have their moment if it is love. Mm-hmm. Let Poe and Finn have their moment if, if that's it what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But like that was a little bit. I also was weird. Safe when when Poe came back and he and Ray were bickering. I kind of felt like, wait, is this a thing we're trying to do now? Or these two all of a sudden we're trying to? Ray's lay... obviously. I mean, she's angry. 
Yeah. And, you know, actually, it's pain. It I'm just saying, I thought there was, like, anger. some sexual tension between the two. And I was like, this feels a little late in the game to try and pair oh, these no. two off. The sexual tension are those lightsaber battles with Kylo and Rey where they're just like, oh. I, I, we talked about it before when we were spoiler free. I really liked that element in Last Jedi. I'm glad that it continued here. I and I thought that they did a very excellent job. And it actually leads to one of my, one of the Star Wars moments, I think, that will stick with me the most. I really, really, really liked when Ray is confronting Palpatine and she has the two lightsabers. Palpatine. Palpatine, I'm sorry. That's Teen? Palpatine. Palpatine. I'm going back to like... I, I can't believe he's just not Constantine called Sidious. Like, Constantine should be Constantine. I go oh, back okay. to that. Anyway. Um, time after time. And uh, uh, Ren is getting uh, his ass beat by the Knights of Ren. Yep. And then she hands the lightsaber off to him. I was like, that's... Dope. That was sick. And you know what? My favorite moments in The Last Jedi and in um, Rise of Skywalker, and this is where I thought they worked together well, when they finally decide to team up and stop beating the shit out of each other, yeah. work together mm-hmm. in a battle, oh, my God, beautiful. The yes. Red Room in The Last Jedi. Yep. Oh, when I watch that, I get chills. It's so good. Yeah. And that obviously, like, they had to find you know, plot hole, why Leia had a saber. Yeah, <laughs> why yeah. it was important that she had Leia's saber. I was going to say a little disappointed, uh, which actually leads to another one of my favorite moments, and it's silly, but whatever. When they introduce Leia's saber, I'm like, cool, what color is it? And it's like blue, like, <laughs> damn it. There clearly aren't many kyber crystals. I know. <laughs> I just remember being a kid watching uh, Attack of the Clones. Pink, blue and pink? No, like like something. Like I remember when I was watching Attack of the Clones, and they all bring out their lightsabers, I'm like, it's going to be a rainbow of it's, colors. Yeah. And then it was all blue and green. I'm like... <laughs> Why? They're the good side. <laughs> Give so me multiple you, colors. When you build the saber, like the kyber crystals usually depend on what kind of person you are. Listen, all I know is when I was reading the Jedi Academy books, they all had different colors. And when in uh, uh, Old Republic. I know. Yeah, that's been discarded. But it bums me out. But all I'm saying is it, it really, st- I don't know. I just, it, I was really stoked. And we're jumping way ahead. But when Ray lit her, the one that she built, one, I'm glad she built her own. And it has her and own color. I'm like, full on scavenger based. And she flicks across to ignite it. it. Same. Big fan. Same. That and was like a big moment. There were big full on moments for me where I was like, yes. Yeah. That was the reveal that she's um, Palpatine. Like a Palpatine. Yeah. Now I'm doing it. See, you're oh, welcome. good Lord. You're welcome. Palpatine um, related because, you know, that was such a, you know, the enigma of who is mm-hmm. she, who is she. Just finally not dangling an answer or being vague. Yeah. Like, JJ goes, here, this is what you want to know. Here's the answer. Yeah. So you can go, oh, um, when Hux was a spy. Was it yeah. a bit weak, the reasoning? Sure. Did I like it? Yes. It was exciting. I, I did like how petty it was because that fully tracks with the character we've known this whole time that it was just like, I just don't like Kylo Ren. I'm like, I yeah, that tracks. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah, but like, uh, did they underutilize... Um, what? Which one? Who, who are we going for? The new beautiful older man who's an actor who's fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the new bad guy? His yeah. name Richard is... E. Grant. Yeah, there it is. And he was the Allegiant General Pride. Yeah. That's right. Um, things that I didn't like are barely any R2. Yeah. They gave me I did like the, the new droid. I like... No, D-O. thank you. D-O. D-O is the socially inept um, representation. Yeah, 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 People that just like, don't touch me, don't hug me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, but in a really sweet way where yeah. it's like polite. <laughs> but everyone has representation. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I liked him a lot, but no, yeah. thank you. I miss you. What did, like, oh. What did you think about um, C-3PO's like, you know, now that I think about it is because um, that, what it, who's that actor's name? Is it uh, the place C-3PO is? Anthony? Daniels? Yep. Um, his... I guess this is probably his last time in that role. And so the, when he was like, I just want to take one last look at my friends. In my mind, I was like, oh. you're going to be back, man. Like, you're going to be like, maybe that when I think about it, the actor's probably not going to play this role again. That's meaningful. But in the context of the movie, I'm like, it's just your memory, dude. They're going to fix that. Um, so that's happened a couple of times. And again, that's JJ saying, I want to cause surprise and I want to maybe challenge it, but I still want it to be safe and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Chewie dying in the explosion of the ship. I at least want her to be charred. It really bums me out that Chewie looks exactly the same as he did. He wasn't did. in the ship. It was a different ship. But it should have been the so same was, ship he, he was, should have been charred a little it bit. It was safe. Everything's yeah. safe. It was fine. And that's, you know, but it's like, oh, but you were scared for a bit. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, but everything's going to be absolutely wonderful. What did you think about... Um, I, I had mixed I liked the Palpatine reveal I do think the movie could have essentially functioned the same way even if she was just not related to Palpatine and just happened to be really force powerful and he sensed it and he's like oh I want my soul in that no I think that makes a little sense like Palpatine obviously is like 
are such a powerful entity. Yeah. Who would ever want to have sex with him? Like that's really I mean, really maybe the back plot. in the day when he was, you know, just no, at the big... she's young. So it has yeah, to have happened. I mean, yeah. It has to have happened post Listen, you know, you know what? It's probably like not that great to begin with that. Like, you know, with his muck and it looked like he ate mud for Listen, a while. Listen, we saw, we saw oh, the, that's the, like Jabba in like Return of the Jedi when he's like licking Leia. Oh, I don't rem- want to think about it. <laughs> we remember, uh, we're reminded in this movie about the force ability to influence people. So maybe it's best we don't think about how uh, oh, Palpatine no. had kids. Maybe we just, you know, maybe we just move on. Uh, I kind of okay. So, did you or did you not like the force getting stronger and stronger, and then being able to literally move spacecrafts with it and things like that? Because I loved it. If you, so this, this is what Dragon Ball Z is all about. I am a big very fan. powerful people being very powerful at each other. I, Sick. I'm a big fan of it, but I think part of that is one of my favorite Star Wars things still to this day is Gennady Tartakovsky's Clone Wars animated, the 2D animated series, these oh, little okay, shorts, yeah, yeah. and that had crazy shit that had like mace windu without his lightsaber destroying an entire army of droids with his fist those really round looking droids that were coming at them like in like waves yeah it was it was like uh it was just i think it was some of the some of the super droids and some of the regular droids or whatever but like he takes out one of those little animated shorts is just mace windu decimating an entire droid army and it's a lot of that like big crazy big epic stuff and so ever since then I wanted that and they're providing it like when they're when they're both trying to pull the ship my god when he's using the lightning to take the, uh, they did fall forever like he uses the lightning they're like oh my sensors are off and they're falling and then Ray has like 20 minutes to like hear all the voices in the forest and then save everybody which I think <laughs> w- that was the question I wanted to ask you about we hear a lot of voices we've heard rumors that maybe Asaka Tano would have a cameo I'm wondering mm-hmm. if her voice was one I'm not educated oh, enough okay. to pick out all the voices but I, i'm assuming there was a, a lot few, of cameos i got a few of them i didn't get all of them what were the what were the ones that stood out to you because there's a lot i mean obviously yoda yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> stood out for obvious reasons um uh, what were they I, well i'm assuming uh, we do i did very clearly hear liam neeson uh anakin uh oh. so there he is for the prequel diehards out there um i think we got both obi-wans i think we got ewan mcgregor and um alec guinness um which when that obi-wan series comes out there's going to be a lot of questions on obi-wan's aging yeah right hey <laughs> tatooine has two sons again sun damage yeah it's just but ewan mcgregor still looks like ewan mcgregor so he's still, a handsome, he's a, still a handsome boy mm-hmm. still a handsome boy um what did you i one of the eye-rolling moments for me when you talk about servicing old fans is when ghost uh, Luke catches a lightsaber and he's like, oh, you should treat this respect. That was a moment where I was like, fuck off. <laughs> well, that was also JJ um, absolutely shitting all over the fact that Ryan, when Luke first gets the saber, throws it away. I like that. Well, that's it. But yeah. now that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the thing that I... They're fighting. <laughs> ...still have trouble with in this new trilogy is the... I think what they were... Both Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams were going for is the idea that our original heroes are flawed. But what it comes across more is that they are fuck-ups. They are really bad at, like, Luke almost killed his Padawan, Han's totally regressing and back to being a smuggler, Leia, the government Leia started lasted 30 years, had one major attack, and is worse than it's ever been. It's like, you all were bad. (laughs) You were bad at this. I will actually counteract that and say what especially Ryan Johnson did was show this how... Formidable, the Empire continued to be, mm-hmm. and that the rebels really were small in numbers and had an impossible task. Yeah, of of creating a new government. Yeah, yeah. And it was like they're really fighting an impossible fight. And like the whole premise of Rise of Skywalker is that they are just a spark. Mm-hmm. And if they can get a spark to light the flame, which was a very uh, Gondor moment from mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, but if they can yeah. at least light the flame, then there's hope. Yeah. And I love the fact that this is always built on hope. I love movies that have hope and that fight for hope yeah. um, because it makes me feel good inside. Like there is hope. Yeah. Um, when there hasn't been in my Twitter feed. Um, but None of you Star Wars fans got the memo, dang it. Um, but but for hopeful. me, though, I think the first half of the movie was better than the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Lando Carizian is my dedicated MVP. Yeah. He can saved I, it. Uh, can I say that I feel like there's a missed opportunity because there's a little moment where Lando was like, give Leia my love. It's like, there should have been a... A Lando Leia kid running around. There should have been a. There should have been like a. They should have more kids. You you rested all your hope on Ben. Well, when they Mistake. went when they went to that um 
the Ru- Carrie Russell's a June <laughs> Josie. Yeah. Josie. Zori. Zori. Good. Zori Bliss. That would have taken a while. Yeah, Zori, yeah. not Zora. Good. Um, they said that all the Empire stole all the kids. <laughs> they took all the children. Oh, yeah, for the for being – oh, but that was on her planet. You think they kind of did that all around? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the moment with, with – speaking of Lando, when he's hanging out with um, Jaina, Jana, um, and she's like, yeah, I don't know where I'm from. He's like, let's find out. It's like – I had no idea what that meant. What? I had no idea what that meant. What are we trying to – what? Are we trying to say she's his kid? Are we just trying to set up a comic spinoff series? I have series no that, idea. Like, okay. I, I don't get that. Is there a Disney Plus series we don't know about that's happening? <laughs> And I kind of looked around. I was like, "Anyone? Yeah, anyone? we get we get anybody? Whatever." No. What did you? I I gotta say, I uh, thought it was. I loved it. I thought it was kind of hilarious that going all the way back to New Hope, Luke and Leia share a kiss. Yeah. And now, in a way, they have a daughter together in Ray, like a spiritual because oh. she holds up for she when the woman this old woman comes out, which I assume was a cameo, but I didn't recognize her. And she's she's like, Who are you? And she sees the ghost of uh of Luke them. and Leia, like basically looking Luke like a mom, mom and dad. dad. Yeah. And she's like, I'm a Skywalker. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> I didn't like that moment. Really? I thought that was a little bit of a cop out. Yeah. Um that was the fan servicing where I was like, mm. Yeah. Um that's not how it works. I get that, like, she obviously was trained by Luke and she was mentored by Leia yeah. uh, and got, you know, both of those things. But, like, technically, she's not as. There's technicalities there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she changed her name. She's a spiritual. She's their spirit baby. I guess what, yeah, I understand that what she's saying is I chose to be a Jedi. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why I'm a Skywalker. Um, and she finally found her identity. She never knew her last name. Yeah. But it's like you did have parents and they sacrificed themselves to save you. And no. you just shut on that. <laughs> you know? They might have been super chill. They looked super chill. Jodie Comer, man. Yeah. You know? Sick. Um, so, I don't know what I wanted to ask. I guess, I guess it was going <laughs> off, of, off of that. Where do you think we go from, from here? Because it, it felt like, like, okay, so Finn's Force Sensitive. Ray's Accepted Destiny. She's got a really cool lightsaber. Mm. It feels like a bad time to stop. <laughs> It's probably necessary that they do, though. Yeah. I do wish, I mean, as, as safe um, and as bile-inducing at times that JJ is with his storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, the safe part is probably my mo- most bo- bothersome um, gripe that I have. I do wish it was a coherent story. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's doing anyone any favors to be like, what if, what if, what, what would he have done with that middle movie? What would his sto- whole story look like? There's mm-hmm. no point. I do wish that Ryan was given a standalone movie where he could just do gloves off, yeah. go for it, and challenge the universe. Is he still doing his trilogy? Is that still on the docket? I don't think so. And I wonder if that was um, DB and Dave Dan Weiss Benioff. Mm-hmm. Weiss yeah, and yeah. Benioff. Um, if they were supposed to take over that trilogy and then that got removed from them. Yeah. I think what Star Wars, uh, the people at Disney have realized is that they have created a shitstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, in which, like I said, there are two sets of fans almost that will never see eye to eye yeah. and both are angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have decided to take a big step back. Yeah. And Solo was supposed to rescue them. And even though it made good money, it didn't perform incredibly well. Yeah. Um, I think that they are just letting this breathe. I think that's why they are pivoting to television. Yeah. Uh, and Mandalorian people are still finding things to just be absolutely awful and just destroy um, where I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that they're going to just chill. Yeah. So you think how long? How long do you think we'll chill? Do you think it'll be another like? I'm actually I think excited it's about ten it. years between the prequels and this. Do you think it'll be another ten years? Maybe even longer? Thirty? Uh, no, because we have had not only the trilogy like five in what four years, mm-hmm. 2015 to 2019. We yeah. had three movies yeah. um, of the trilogy, and then we also had Rogue One, and then we also had Solo, and yeah. then we also had. Um, was there another one in there? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's supposed to be a Boba Fett movie, but that's. I'm looking forward to um, Obi-Wan's TV show. Yeah. Holy hell. That's going to be great for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old Republic would be cool. Yeah. I think, I, I for me, I think that's the, because going back to the Benny F. and Weiss, the rumors were that that was supposed to be the origin of the Jedi or whatever. It's like, just do, I will say that's an element I like about the Mandalorian. It's, it's like, it's off on its own little, it's still very beholden to a lot of the iconography of yep. Star Wars, yep. which I'd like to see us like, yeah, let's shake that up. Let's make new iconography. Let's, let's, you know, there, again, there's a lot of 
possibility. I, I think, and I feel like we've had this discussion before. I feel like maybe it was a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake to say, hey, we're not going to be beholden to all the extended universe stuff because that's a lot to, to try and work around. Mm. But, n- but not looking at that material as something to adapt and utilize, I think, was maybe a mistake. Just like the Marvel movies look at the comics as stuff that they can pull from and remix yep. and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of stuff there that people like and have a fan base in. And then the fans that don't know don't know so yeah. you could just you could retool it and reuse and it you and educate them yeah. for the first time yeah um you can, like thrawn thrawn's yeah. part of canon that was a part of the expanded universe they decided that that was a really cool king component yeah. they brought that character back into canon yeah. but i actually haven't seen him in a movie yeah, exactly and so yeah. it's like rebels rebels was smart that they use stuff like that mm-hmm. you could have used them for the movies you know what i mean and then you kind of have a built-in in you yeah. know that yeah. to make people that are the hardcore fans a little more I think Star Wars is is safe. They've done, George Lucas has done such an incredible job at world building. Mm -hmm. He has not only put like this central arc in there of the Skywalker saga, but he has made it so that there is just so much that you can go into. Um, And the lore is so rich and there's so many countries and so many planets, sorry, Mm -hmm. and animals and, you know, hierarchy and, you know, the systems and the trade generations and whatever (laughs) it is, like it's all there. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm sad that the Skywalker saga is done mm-hmm. because it's been such a huge part of my life. Yeah. But I'm excited about what they can do in it because there is so much. I just wonder, is it the same thing where they didn't have George R. R. Martin in the books yeah. to go off and they just ran their own ship into the ground? Mm-hmm. Is it the same thing without George Lucas overseeing? Can they actually not do well? I, I don't know. I, I think that's a worthy question, but I do think maybe or maybe this is just me being hopeful and going back to hope that now we've kind of cleared the deck a little bit that maybe now we're in a position where we can start doing different things we can start experimenting more we can start with the disney plus stuff and now that the skywalker trilogy saga is done we can start kind of like trying new things and i i would genuinely be surprised if we don't see these actors with ray and finn and poe reprise these roles in some former fashion down the road even if it's a couple years where ray's running a school Mm. i want listen i just want one of these generations to do reasonably okay raising the next generation like give the next generation new problems but like have ray be happy and have a few little rugrats running around i mean come on man like yeah come on after all this drama what would you rate now that the skywalker saga is done what would you rate the trilogies we've got the the prequels we've got the og trilogy and then we've got this new trilogy um original trilogy current trilogy prequels that feels pretty yeah on top of it Yeah, Yeah. yeah i do like also that the mandalorian does pull stuff from the or like we've got the droids, we've got the when his family is killed, we've got the yep, the yep. super droid and stuff like that. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that they're not completely because it is there. Those movies aren't beloved as much as the original trilogy, but the, the prequels are there. You know what I mean? They exist. Yeah. No one's acknowledging them, but they absolutely exist. A solo had Darth Maul show up in a very for those that aren't paying attention to all that stuff in a very confusing cameo. <laughs> yeah. But at least he's not dead, even though he was cut in half. And he fell down. A, see, it doesn't matter what happens to you if you fall down a pit. I did kind of think since the movie was called Rise of Skywalker and they made a very big point about pointing out that stormtroopers could fly now, that once Ben was thrown down the pit, he would like fly up. <laughs> yeah. Again, going back to like wanting the crazy force powers, it's like go for broke. Is there is there anything you'd want to see? I was just thinking then a little thought popped into my head. Yeah. If Ray really wanted to be a Skywalker, she should have lost her arm just to the elbow. There's still time. That's She's an still Anakin young. thing. Yeah. That is a Luke thing. Yeah. That is a, if you really want that. <laughs> she she looks at that old woman. My last name Skywalker. <laughs> oh, what, what okay. Oh god, you crazy bitch! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> old woman starts like running. What's her eyes go a little bit red? Oh god. Um, oh, I do want to say things I liked about this movie, and I this is so important. I really did not like Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in the um, seven and eight. Okay, I did not like him. Yeah, this is the first movie I liked him. Nice. Uh, he had range. He wasn't just having tantrums anymore. Yeah. He wasn't just screaming and being a little brat. He was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. And credit where credit due. Yeah, I, I liked him as well. Um, he's also a really good marriage story in the report this year. Um, he's also, a boy. as silly as it was of him putting the helmet back together, the glowing uh, cracks were a cool design choice. They looked cool, is all I'll say about that. I didn't understand some of his dialogue, though. I need to watch it again with subtitles. Yeah, there were a couple. He would say something, I'm like, one more time? There was a couple <laughs> times, not just with him, but other people. I was like, hey, you know, what? we're just going <laughs> to roll with it. Yeah. Any, before That's we wrap up, were there other stuff that stood out to you that you'd like to, to mention before? Before we wrap up entirely. Oh goodness. Um uh, I 
found the movie an enjoyable. Chewie got his medal. Mm-hmm. Chewie got his medal. I'm, I'm sorry. Did he not get his medal in New Hope? Is that a thing? Yeah. I didn't. That was like in... he was a huge part of it, but because he wasn't human, it was Luke <laughs> and it was Han that got their medals, and Chewie walked all the way up. <laughs> And he didn't get one. I didn't know that. It was like it in, was a huge point of contention where it was like, this is absolute bullshit. Is it because he's like a secondary, like it was classism. Mm-hmm. Like at this fine, like, oh yeah. So the fact that Maz Kanata is just kind of like, hey boo, yeah. here's this. Here's you your medal. It. it was kind of like in Last Jedi when they're like the dice from the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's like, I think I saw it a little bit, but was it a big deal? Yeah. Um, I also really, really liked the moment. And I, this is when I cried um, the first time. Uh <laughs> Chewie's response to Leia passing. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I liked also... That reminded I, me of Rocket Raccoon when Groot was um, yeah. getting snapped. I will say I thought the way they included... I liked conceptually the way they included Leia. It was a little distracting because it was just like people would have to talk in a circle to get to a line of dialogue that they had pre-recorded from, oh, you know, from Carrie Fisher to get there. But I did like that her passing is kind of what flipped the last switch and Kylo ben, Ren. Yeah. And then when he went, Is that what she it was? So she to, just wanted to connect with him just to say, Ben, are you there? And it distracted him. So she, uh, so Ray was able to yeah, attack I him. I don't think the, the that was goal was, to me. I don't think the goal was for him to be stabbed. Uh, Do you know, the, this is so bad of me. The worst, the first thing I thought of when she stabbed him was, oh no, she burnt the spam. <laughs> Advanced spam. It's it's not going anywhere. We were talking about before that in in my theater um, that there was uh, kind of a cheer when the two kissed because there was crazy sexual tension between the two for two movies. Yeah, and then when he died, laughter like throughout the whole theater, and I was like, that probably wasn't the intent. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because they kissed, and then he's like, oh well. No, no, no. You, You know what happened? Like he brought her back. Yeah, and so he gave her his his life life force. force. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he couldn't. It was a little interesting when she heals the snake thing that they, we didn't really establish that that was. She says it, but you maybe she she, she hundred percent was like, I gave him my life force. Yeah, but she should have looked a little like it looked physically like it took a little bit from. But her. she's Mary Sue. She's overpowered. She's got all the energy. In the I world. will say, I, I am, and it's not her. It's 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 the same thing with Luke. It's the same with a lot of genre fiction, especially genre fiction targeted kids. I'm a little tired of like you're the only special one that we can only do all the things because only you were here. And it's like it's it's a lot of in video games. Where like every supporting oh, no. character looks at you like, hey, you're the best thing ever. I'm like, calm, calm down. All you right. Know it's a trope that's like been around for hundreds of years. I know. The but chosen I'm one. Getting a little tired Sword of it. Sword the stone. I'm he getting... was able to pull the stone out. Therefore, he's the one that has to save everything. You don't need a special bloodline or a special thing. You could just be good at your job and that makes you the guy for this job and we're good to go. Or the lady Harry for this Potter. job. You he was like, I mean? just because someone tried to attack me and there's a prophecy, I now have to be the one that takes him down. That's a lot of pressure for that teenage boy. I'm going yeah. to hold him. Yeah. I just, I'm not. I'm not a big I, I like the idea of your actions determining which I think this is what we're we're kind of uh, landing on with Ray saying she's a Skywalker is that, that that is the legacy she is choosing yeah which I think would have been a little bit more powerful if she also wasn't of a different powerful legacy that just happened to be bad if she just was a girl that just happened to be crazy force powerful and that's why the Emperor was interested in her and then she's I kind of liked having that path. the reasoning behind it I think it needed a reason instead of she just is I also liked that we include people were kind of complaining the inclusion of Palpatine but including Palpatine for me cements why the Empire we're still dealing with the Empire and also why Snoke and why he's such a Palpatine sorry Palpatine mm-hmm. there it is Palpatine knockoff because he literally is yeah <laughs> he's literally being brewed in some sort of like yeah. container Grown. someplace yeah ah uh, that was a weird one because I feel like Snoke was supposed to be something really really big and then <laughs> Ryan killed him real quick yeah <laughs> but again that moment when it happened was sick yeah you know so it's like this is not a coherent story but I'm just trying to be a good audience member yeah I'm not even trying. It's just happening. Yeah, like I just thing, find myself enjoying it. I I'm gonna be honest. I've been a lot of ambivalent. I've been pretty ambivalent with the direction Star Wars has been in for a while, and I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. So so I think there's room for people I, like Suicide Squad. You yeah. know what I mean? There's, hey, listen. There's, I'm not finding them, and you know, <laughs> telling them that they're a shill. Different strokes for different folks. I think I, I will be interested in however many years from now, re-looking at this trilogy. I'll be interested to see. I'm what watching co- it again tomorrow night. Kids react to because that was pretty up, violent. This one was, I actually kind of like that this one was a little bit more like leaning into the, almost the Indiana Jones like oh my god yeah brutal because when people crash into rocks or when the guy gets the arrow through the helmet, I was like, all right, ouch, we're, yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> that didn't tickle, but like. I, growing up, and I think you might have been in the same boat, the prequel trilogies were like, yep. but then kids that didn't 
grow up with that and just watch the prequel trilogy. I mean, it means something to them. It, yeah, no, actually, I am that person. Um, it took me a very, very long time to realize they were not good movies. Okay. Um, because I was so young and I'd grown up on the original trilogy. Yeah. And so to have more of that and they're like, here's some Star Wars. I was like, thank you. I don't mm. understand a lot of it because I'm literally like 12. Yeah. But uh, cool. I'm seeing a love story. I know, I know where this is going. He's yeah. going to the dark side. Like, this is really, really epic. And then watching it again, it's like, oh, that's bad acting. That's bad directing. Yeah. The lighting's even pretty shitty here. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm more educated and informed now. But I'm wondering with like young people, you know, that are born after now. That, that look at these movies. I wonder how they'll view these three movies. And I'll one, t- I'll be like, three words. This is a little weird that this happened. And then this, we went Babu to Babu Frick. Yeah. Dio. Uh-huh. Ewok cameo. A lot of cheers. In the, but I, full disclosure, very confused with, I thought all the ships were on that planet. So when we started cutting to other planets and they were blowing no, no, up the no. ships, I'm like, what? Totally different planets. So, it, I mean, Death Star, I guess it wasn't, moon of endor should have been the gravitational pull that it went to but it obviously dropped so low i don't know how it drops when it's space (laughs) but um fell into yet an unknown region so that was like again they're stitching together this plot point with a very fine thread but that's something that we're supposed to believe and also like um when they when it blew up when the new star chart blew up i'm like come on man uh, can all we do is blow up planets? Like, come on. More blown up planets? Come on. But every single one of those Star Destroyers had a cannon that could do it. Sure. Maybe if we didn't have the Star Killer base, I would have been more down. Hold but- on. Are those hooded figures, are they all Sith people that Palpatine's, what, would controlled their souls? And were they building all of those Star Destroyers? What technology? Where are the resources? I have questions. Oh, you know what? But if you start, I had two. And then what I, th- oh, I had those same questions because, like, those are a lot of ships. And then you're like, yeah, but they built the... Death Star, and that's insane. They built they a Death Star in like them. a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> insane. And then yeah. the Starkiller base is like a planet. The, the, once you start getting the logistics of where do, how do you budget for that? Yeah. How do you well, budget I mean, for that whole fleet? Is it in fleet? Clerks where there's this great moment where it's like, obviously there's not enough people. There's not enough stormtroopers that know how to put in a circuit system. So yeah. it's like they are contractors. Yeah. And you've blown up the Death Star where all the contractors were just trying to hit a deadline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that sucks. And you just you just kill all of them. But yeah. hey, you know what? They were working for space Nazis. The Empire was space Nazis. Whenever you wear an Empire shirt, I'd like to point out that you're wearing the shirt of a space Nazi is all I'm saying. <laughs> you got to read this. There's just different perspectives. I'm just saying. It's just like when you go to the Harry Potter world and they have, what is it, Death Eater stuff? It's like, those are magic Nazis is all I'm saying. You're buying the shirt of a magic Nazi. I know. And they're trying to glorify Like Bellatrix Lestrange, I believe her wand looks really, really cool. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, but she's like crazy. She killed serious, man. Yeah. All I'm saying is that when you get down to it, most villains in popular media are some sort of uh, fictional Nazi <laughs> is, is what it is. So I'm guessing you're not in Slytherin. You know what? They changed the. I was in Ravenclaw, and then they changed the code, and I was in Hufflepuff, and now I don't know what I am. So you're you know, Ravenclaw. I, I feel the same way. Yeah, I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, you know. So tell us what your house is. <laughs> you can in our Star Wars review, yeah, please. Exactly. please. Let's talk about the important what, topics. What Harry Potter house you are, and that, that we. I think we can all agree that this new trilogy is better than the Fantastic Beast movies. Whoa! Is, is yes, all I'm going to say absolutely because the creatures look cool in those movies. But other than that, I mean, if you have a gripe with this movie, that's totally understandable. If you absolutely loved it, hey, I get you. Don't let other people snuff that fire, you know. Be the spark of the hope yeah. <laughs> of our rebellion. And also, if you're on the fence, if you're like, oh, man, do I see Rise of Skywalker or Cats this weekend? I would say see Uncut Gems is all I'm going to oh, throw out there. I still haven't seen that one either. I really like it. I, I just don't like really Adam Sandler. I mean, he's really good in this. Yeah, okay. All it's right. It's really stressful. It's a stressful yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> he makes yeah. every bad decision. <laughs> Got it. But you can tweet me at DJ Talks Trash if you want to yell at me about liking Rise of Skywalker. That's where I am. I'm at. Uh, Maude, where can the people find you and be nice and polite? Yeah, please. Uh, I've had so much abuse that I just don't need any more. They're just Star Wars movies. They're they just are. Star Wars movies. And I'm, I like it. <laughs> it's yeah. not like I'm shitting on the thing that you love. Yeah. Like, I like the thing that you're not, you've not seen. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny. Yeah. I'm at Maud Garrett on everything and head over to Geek Bomb as well um, where you can see uh, the interviews that I've done for 2019 and um, my playing, watching, reading of the year too. Yes. So check all that out. It's a, uh, Geek Bomb is amazing. So feel free Thank to give you. that some love. Uh, you can find Sam at Sam Basher. She'll be back uh, next week as we give our, I think the next episode is all our favorite movies of the year and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And thank you for joining us. And thank you for a lovely 2019. And we'll see you in 2020. Bye-bye. Bingo. Bye-bye.